Hey, welcome back to the Leadership Locker. It's Rich Cardona. Here we are for episode 53. This one's been a long time coming with my guest, social media ghostwriter, Amy Blaschka. She is in her third year of being a Forbes contributor on leadership. So she writes for them, but I already mentioned she's a social media ghostwriter and what she does is essentially write stories as a service. Now, we get into this episode and we talk about how this is not the kind of person you do business with if you just want a deliverable. You don't just say, here, write something and then just forget it. Uh, much like we do, it's very collaborative and it's a lot of kind of digging. Why? Because we're talking about your personal brand. We are talking about how you want to show up in the marketplace as a leader, as a subject matter expert, whatever it may be. Now, Amy has extensive, extensive credibility in this field, and she helps executives, companies really hone in on their messaging, but in terms of using the medium of writing, social media writing to be exact. Now, what does that entail? You'll just have to listen to find out, but this is not just about ghostwriting. This is about customer and client relationships and how critical it is to be able to identify what it is you want to talk about, who it is you want to attract, and who it is that you don't want to attract, who it is you don't want to work with, and when are the times that you can comfortably say no. So check out this episode brought to you by Rich Cardona Media. Right now we're doing something a little bit different. We film, edit, and distribute content for LinkedIn, video content specifically. We can do so for other platforms, but right now, uh, what we're doing, we've paired with a couple companies and what we are offering is get us out to wherever you are. We will film three months of content in one day or six months of content in one day. And what is a month of content? It, it is 12 clips, video clips. So three clips a week, four weeks a month. Uh, I'll why would I not tell the price here? So for the three month engagement, it's $4,000. And for the six month engagement, it's $6,000. But you have half a year's worth of content filmed and edited and ready for you to put out as the next half year rolls on. If you are even remotely interested in getting that taken off your plate and leaving it to us, then I suggest you give us a call or email us at rich at richcardonamedia.com or Eliza, E-L-I-Z-A at richcardona media.com. I know how hard it is to keep up and worrying about what you have to post is something you don't need to worry about. You already know you need to be relevant and have a social media presence, which is what Amy's about to get into right now. Amy, thank you. Like we were just talking about off the air, this is long overdue and this is a subject I can't wait to tackle. So let's just start with you simply putting what it is you do. I am a social media ghostwriter and I help leaders craft their stories to communicate and connect better. Ah, yes, your branded message. Now, let me ask you this. When you say social media ghostwriter, like why social media specifically? Why did you choose that? Was there an area of opportunity there that you're like, I'm, I'm, this is where I can exist better than I would maybe in traditional publishing or something along those lines? Why social media? Well, a couple of reasons. So one is I, I like to use social media for good. Um, there's a lot, there are a lot of folks that use it uh, to propagate fear and, and, you know, uh, promote divisiveness and all these things. And because of its incredible reach, it has the power to do that. But 
If you flip that, you also have the power to have tremendous impact, more than you would on any other medium. You know, you can give a speech to a thousand people, but if you share something on social media, you can reach potentially millions, right? And I see the benefit of that because I've seen it happen for myself. And I also have noticed that there are leaders out there that have so much incredible wisdom that they are, they should be sharing their wisdom and they should be, you know, sharing their experiences. They just don't know how. And with social media, as you know, um, it's down to sound bites, right? It's down to like easily digestible tidbits, nuggets of knowledge, because if you go on and on and on, people, they've scrolled past you. They won't listen to you. Even if you've stopped them, then, uh. so you need to be able to find a way to deliver a compelling message in a concise way. And I have a knack for that. I've realized that I can do that, um, but I can help others do that as well. So when a leader works with me, it's really about taking their insights, their wisdom, and translating it, usually from a verbal form, right? They're very verbally fluent. They can talk and they can talk and they can talk. They can you know, talk to investors and they can speak to their teams and their partners. But when it comes down to putting it together in a written form, they struggle. Why? And like, why is that? I, I know the people you're talking about, and I might be one of them, by the way, <laughs> uh, who, who I could talk and talk and talk all day. And sometimes when I sit down to write, it's just a nightmare. And, mm-hmm. and I really try and not have a big gap between how I talk and how I write because I, I like the consistency of that. However... I know what you're saying, and I know I'm not an executive at a big company, but you know these leaders and you know these people. And why do you think there is that disconnect? That that's just like they could talk, 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 but when it comes to putting it on paper, it's a different story. I think for a lot of them, you know, they're natural gifts. They're great speakers, and they've risen to the top because they've been able to lead a team. They've been able to be at the forefront. And to, like I said, they can get the investors to believe because they're telling the story verbally. They've gotten a a chance to rally the troops and share their vision, you know, so they're attracting talent and they're, you know, having people kind of get behind them. But when they're sitting down alone at a keyboard, it's like, well, somehow it seems disingenuous or something. But, you know, you said something that that I really strive to do with my clients and I I ask them to do it for themselves. This idea of consistency. You know, even if someone is working with me and I'm their ghostwriter, there should, it should be seamless because what comes out and what ultimately, you know, they publish something I've written has to sound like them. Otherwise, it's like, what are you doing? You need yes. that consistency. There should be, no one should be able to tell that I exist in your life. You know, that it should just <laughs> yeah. be, hey, you stepped up your content game. I'm, I'm glad you're sharing stuff now, um, you know, on social media because it's, there are a couple of things. There's three things that I help clients with. It's clarity, because often when they t- try to go from the verbal sort of world to the written world, they'll go on and on and on, and they really need to call it down and focus. So I help them have the clarity of their message, one clear takeaway. The other thing is the consistency and discipline. So the consistency, obviously, of you, you want to sound the same way in writing that you do in, when you're talking, um, but you also need to be consistent in sharing that wisdom, right? You, you can't just decide like, well, I'm going to put one piece of content out there and I'm going to, I call it post and go. So I'm going to go away. Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> a month later, you, you know, you share something else and you can't expect people, especially in this fast paced social media world where it's like, 
you might miss them. You need to be regularly sharing things because what often happens is you'll have those people that will be watching, that will be reading. They won't even say anything. Oh, yeah. But when they see it again and again and again and again, then they'll come back. And I've had this happen so many times. They'll reach out to me privately in their message, whatever. I've been following your content for, you know, several months or whatever. And I'm sure you get the same thing. And I'm like, really? Because you've never commented or never, but they're there. And that's the thing. It takes just like any other thing. It takes multiple points of contact, multiple, you know, times of them kind of getting to know who you are, what matters most to you for them, to, for it to register that they're like, you know what, that rich guy, I really like what he has to say. So that consistency over time is what really you keep showing up, right? And then the discipline is, yes, you need to, you know, actually keep doing it. That's one part of discipline. But the other thing is to have the discipline to stay in your wheelhouse. Because, you know, with thought leadership, it's all about niching down. You, you can't be known, you, maybe you can, you can known for everything, but it, no one's going to care, right? Yeah. You can't possibly be expert in like 500 things. And when you decide and you're like, all right, these are my one, two, maybe three things. And that's your wheelhouse when that's what you've got to stay within. So that discipline to be posting that content, but only in that area, because over time, then obviously people come to associate those things with you that, wow, Rich always posts about this. So he must know something about that. And I'm not suggesting that you just pick something out of the blue. It has to be something obviously that resonates with you, that you have experience and that you truly are expert in, right? And the leaders I work with, you know, these are people that have decades of experience. Um, But what happens too, I think with a lot of folks and they're hesitant to do, it's like, if you're good at something, it comes very naturally to you. And you tend to discount that sometimes when, you know, you're like, oh, well, everybody must think this way. Everybody must do it this way. Everybody, you know, and if everybody does, it becomes commoditized, right? So it's like, who cares? It's not very valuable, but the opposite is true. It's those things that come really naturally. It's the highest and best use of your talent. You want to pay attention to that because, you know, the things that people say, oh my gosh, Rich, you know, you're amazing at that or whatever. And you might go, whatever, no big deal to me because it came easy to you, but you need to realize that it doesn't to everyone. And if it comes easy to you, it doesn't come easy to everyone. And it's something that other people want and need. Yes. Then ding, ding, ding. <laughs> you know, that's, that's kind of, that's what you should focus on. A hundred percent. I want to hit back on consistency. I made a note here. Uh, mm-hmm. You talked about sharing wisdom and I completely agree. And I think like, this is so important for listeners to realize. I am not even kidding. I got like one of those exact emails this morning. It's like, Hey, been following you on LinkedIn. We'd love some video content. Can you send mm-hmm. us a price sheet? And I'm just like, I always check the email on that. I'm like, this has to be a mistake. I'm like, this is like, let me see. What... And then I go look them up. and I'm like, okay, it's actually real. It's a lawyer. So the funny thing is that sharing of wisdom, even if there are people who don't engage, that is the warmest lead you will get. They're Absolutely. already ready. Talk to me about that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I will tell you, and people are shocked to hear this, that I don't do any advertising. I don't, there's, I don't do that. Now, given the nature of my work, I have to practice what I preach. So yes, I regularly can, you know, put out content around the areas that I'm expert in. And, you know, I'm a writer, so I need to demonstrate that. So I write for Forbes too. So you need those things, but it's, it's one of those things that, you know, if you are putting out content around your wheelhouse and you are providing value, 
consistently. It's not about, hey, hire me. I mean, certainly if somebody wants to work with me, yes, I would welcome that conversation. But by the time people come to me, they are warm leads. They do. They are like raising their, like, Amy, I don't know if you have any room in your client roster, you know, and it's like, well, maybe I do. Let's, let's talk, you know, and it's one of those things that I don't advertise, but I will tell you my advertisement is just demonstrating that value, showing up every day and doing this. And 95% of my clients come directly from social media. I have a small, you know, small percentage, obviously that are referral, which is awesome also, because that means I helped somebody else enough that they felt enough trust and value that they're like, oh, you need to work with Amy. And that's happened several times as well. So it's, it's never ever that it's like, you know, I, I feel the need to like, Hey, everyone need a ghostwriter. You know, first of all, that's not who I am. I'm very much about serve, don't sell. Um, and I advise my clients in the same way because I work with more of an attraction, a more of a pull strategy. And I'm not saying that, you know, pushing is wrong, depending on your industry or product or service. You do you, right? But for this, when you are sharing your wisdom, you, the whole idea is to attract others is, you know, and by the way, it doesn't mean attracting everyone, right? Because, and this is not my quote, but I literally have this on my wall and I always attribute it back to a man named Sasha Strauss. It was years ago when I was in tourism, actually, we were talking about branding and um, this struck me so much that I literally sketched him out and what he said, and I have it on my wall and I, I refer to this all the time. It's, you are something specific to a special few. And it's golden because it applies in so many ways because too many people, again, if you're not staying in your wheelhouse, you're trying to be all things to all people. And that means you're a watered down version that nobody really cares about. And that's the hard truth. People worry so much about niching down, about kind of focusing in. I think especially now there's this fear of like, oh my God, I, I, I need to be, tell everyone I can do everything because I, I, they're scared, they need the business, they need the money. But the more you can focus and have a clarity on what you do, who you help, how you do it, that makes it much easier for the people that actually need and want your services to find you, you know? And, and versus like, could I write, differently. And I've been approached, oh, well, Amy, can you write a press release? Can you do this? Can you write what? Yes, but that's not really the highest and best use of my talents. And I always, if somebody approaches me about something that's really not my specialty, I will always refer them to somebody who is because it's like, that's what they should be doing. And yes, I can work with you, but honestly, that's, it's not where I perform best. I could probably do a pretty good job for you. I'm a decent writer, but you know, just don't be afraid to really focus on truly what it is you want. And that's the other thing about clarity is you need to know what you want is the first question I ask every single client I have. And in every introductory call I have, what do you want? Because when you know, when you have clarity around what you want, then I can help support that, right? You can build the plan. You can say, okay, well, and, and the other part of that is with my clients and they know this, I'm, I'm very sweet and kind and whatever, but I will push back like a son of a bitch on you. Mm-hmm. If you told me this is what I want and then you start, you know, wavering or going over here, I will pull you back and say, hey, Rich, yeah. you told me you want this and what you're saying is this and there's incongruence there. It's not what you said you want. Did this, do you, you know, something yeah. change, whatever. And like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, but it's, it's just kind of, reining them in and kind of keeping them there. So, um, because, you know, sometimes we get excited, you know, I, I like variety. I like shiny objects too. And it's easy to kind of go astray, 
but a lot of my job is kind of keeping it kind of on track, you know? So, and I'll keep saying, is this what you want? You said you wanted this, yeah. you know, or if you say you want this and you start talking about something else, I'll say, or, you know, or you'll say, oh yeah, but that doesn't matter. I'll say, well, wait a minute. What you told me you wanted is this, this does matter. Or you keep mentioning this and saying it doesn't matter, but you've mentioned it eight times. I've noticed I, I'm part of my job too, is picking up on patterns, yes. either what people say or what they don't say. And say like, Hmm, you know, I've noticed that you keep saying this. I, I think it might matter to you. <laughs> well, I think this is interesting because it's not a good feeling when you are not leveraged appropriately, especially if you're on a retainer, which I know both of us have, have businesses that way. So when we discuss everything and everything's ironed out and then here we go and we start and then, you know, similar to you, like obviously we have an onboarding call, we situate everything, we pick certain subject areas. I mean, what we do is, is so unbelievably similar except to meet two different mediums. Mm -hmm. However, when they say, I want to go this direction and I want the logo to fly in front and I'm just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, no, this is personal branding. So, but that, that never feels good. So I think it's really important. I'm glad you brought that up because there should be a spirit of collaboration that exists and, and let the expert help you with what they're an expert in, number one. But I want to ask you about, I am with you. I get opportunities. I had an opportunity to do something for a university where they were going to do all these like kind of static class things and it was structured and scripted like literally like I would have to do almost nothing I was just like I could I, I could actually subcontract this to someone and I was just like but that's not that fun for me that's not what I do and it might be confusing and I always like to say if you confuse you lose oh my god I say the same thing yes <laughs> so so but here's the point and the question you don't want to confuse anyone and at the same time, if you focus so unbelievably hard on niching down, mm -hmm. when can that go the other way where it's actually counterproductive and you have to kind of rethink? Well, so I will just tell you my story. So yeah. when I first started, when I started my writing practice, I was one of those people I was scared to death of like, oh shit, I need, I need clients. I yeah. want to do, you know, whatever. So it's like somebody came to me like, oh, you're a writer, which is a very generic, you know, sort of like, hey can you write this? You know, I'm like, church, I was doing well, I was doing all sorts of stuff, but you know, it makes, it made it harder for me. I, I wasn't enjoying it. And when I'm not enjoying something, it's like, I, I feel like it's not my best work, even though I'm sure just because I have this thing where I have a very strong work ethic. I want to deliver for my clients, you know, and even if I feel I'm my worst critic. So even if I feel like, I don't know if that was my best, it's probably better than some hack who might do it too. But so I went from this to this. And I was scared to death of doing it. And there was a period where stuff dropped off, but that this was the thing. If you're talking about yourself doing all these things or you're all scattered, nobody knows what the hell. You, I mean, and if somebody has to go, what do you do? You know, what exactly do you like? You seem great, but what do you do? Then you have a problem. Yeah. So you need to be able to communicate and message what you do really quickly, really easily. So when I called it down, there was a period of like, business dropped off. I think because it was like, well, if you're not doing that, then what are you doing? And that's sort of where this idea of consistency and discipline and showing up and demonstrating and talking about what you do and what matters, you know, so it kind of went from you had business to like, there's this valley to then a peak. And I will tell you, even though this is a 
crappy year on so many levels. I'm having business-wise my best year ever. And I feel like, you know, it's one of these things that it's not just like, oh, suddenly in a pandemic made things better. It's this, I play the long game, right? So it's consistently showing up over time. And now when other people are struggling and it breaks my heart, I feel like, okay, all that work, all that stuff that I said about, you know, yes, keep showing up and yes, niche down and yes, be focused and have clarity. It's paying off because now when people are like, oh, I need a ghostwriter. I need someone to help me kind of craft my story. Amy, yeah, that's who it is. So, you know, it's kind of done a little bit of this. I won't lie. And it's scary when it dips down because you're like, oh, and you're, you're obviously you're like, well, maybe I should just take this one job, right? Maybe I should just do this. And, you know, I resisted because, you know, when you do that, I, I, I took one when I was like, oh no, I'm going to do it. No, but I'll just take this one. Nightmare. Nightmare for me. Always, always. You know, it's a nightmare because you're like, oh, you know, this isn't really what I should be doing. This isn't like, I like the the highest and best use of my talents. And not that I'm some extraordinary human being, but what I do know is what I do well, Mm -hmm. you know? And and it's one of these things, I think, is it Greg McEwen and essentialism? I always misquote this, but this idea, is it a hell yeah or is it a no? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if, and it, that applies to so many things. And, and we, we can probably talk about this topic too. The idea of saying no mm-hmm. and being okay with it and how that has transformed my business and just sort of me in general and protecting your time and, and how that can really help too. So yeah. much like the, the opportunity that you, it sounds like you declined from the, the one that you said, oh, I could probably sub this out. Yeah. I mean, there is power in saying no, it seems like, oh, it's a missed opportunity, but no, you got to say no to those things that don't align with who you are. So you can say yes to those that do. And that's exactly what's happened. I think there's a point in your entrepreneurial kind of journey, wherever you are, where when you get to that point where you are able to politely decline or recognize that someone's not a, uh, the right fit. Uh, and, and you might, and that doesn't necessarily mean you're rolling in, in, in like revenue or anything like that. That just means you're a little bit more conscious and self-aware and you've, you just, you've had the experience at this point. I, I like to kind of just talk about it as a normal process of elimination. Mm-hmm. All my clients now are like the Avengers in my eyes, you know, and like how it was, uh, you know, a year ago when it was starting to form, those are at the time they were my ideal clients. And and now the business and, and how we operate and what we do has matured to an extent where you can politely decline. So what you're saying, the power of no, I just want to clarify for people that is not out of arrogance as much as it is out of self-awareness. And Amy's been talking about wanting to operate at her highest level. And if she has any of those, even like teeny tiny red flags that this might not be her best, she's not gonna, you know, I don't want to say risk her brand or anything like that, but she's just not going to take the temptation to maybe have a not so enjoyable experience. So let me ask you uh, one other thing that you covered and then we could go. I, I think we should probably get back to saying no, but I have to ask this. You said, when you ask your clients, what do you want? From your experience and everyone you've worked with, with what you do, what should a potential client want if they are going to work with you? And what should they not want? Well, let's start with what they shouldn't want. Yeah. Or, or they can want it, but we're prob- I know right off the bat, if they tell me this, that we're probably not the best fit. Yes. If their objective is, I want to be an influencer, 
right? If they say it that way, if they want to, you know, if it's all about the likes, if it's all about, you know, that sort of thing, I probably won't ever be able to help them. You know, yes, I could write for them, but, you know, where they are in their mindset is not really aligned with who I am. And I will, at that point too, I'll say, you know what? And I've done this. I'll say, I'm probably not the best writer fit for you, you know, but what they should want and what my clients do when they, what they want is they realize they're at a point where they're like, you know what? I, I really like to speak directly to my people and my people can be anything from my, my, you know, they're, they run a company and they have, you know, employees, they feel like they, their voice needs to be heard. They need to leverage social media. They understand the power of social media and how it can be used for good. It's not that they want to be an influencer. They want to have impact. And there's a, Big difference in my book. You know, all of the people, it's amazing. The people that come to me too, and they are so, probably like the folks you work with, so accomplished. Yes. But they are humble. They, and they, they don't, you know, they're just like, you know, I just do what I do and whatever. And, and they'll have their accolades and everything, but they don't dwell on that. They are always looking to be better. They have the growth mindset. They're very much about like, not in a Pollyanna way, but very positive. You know, they, they lead with positivity. They're not, they're like, ah, this sucks. You know, if somebody is really like grumpy and <laughs> negative, maybe social media isn't the best outlet for you. Maybe you need to work with some issues first and then we can do this. But, you know, it's, it's the folks that really see a desire. They see social media for the um, impact it can have in a positive way. They want to make their mark in the world. They want to reach more people. They're trying to attract more people to their tribe and sort of like, this is how I think. This is what I think is important. Those are the folks. And, you know, in both instances, you could say they're after thought leadership. But one, I feel like, is doing the cheap version of it, where they're not going to put in the work. They, they just want to, you know, and, and they treat me like a vendor, right? Where it's, you know, it's just like, oh, you know, I'm going to give you some money. You're going to do this and whatever. And they'll never it's engage. It's never... and that's, yeah. And I, yeah, I, I, and I know the, I hate that. Exactly. Nobody likes feeling that way. The other people who ultimately become my clients were thinking partners, right? So, you know, it's, it's. I, this is the, and there's a misconception with ghostwriting and at least the way I do it is not this, but that it's all like somebody else, like, you know, it's like the man behind the curtain in the wizard of Oz, who is like writing everything and doing all this and none of these ideas, but that couldn't be further from the truth. All of the wisdom, all of the ideas, all of the experiences are my clients, the leaders. And I am just the conduit. I am helping pull it out of them, reorganize it, put it in a way you know, in a, in a concise, compelling written form that sounds like them because it is them. It's their ideas. And it becomes this great partnership. It leads to more clarity just generally in their lives because when we're focused on what matters most to them and we talk every week, this is how it works, you know, inevitably you would imagine, and, and this happens to me anyway all the time. People just tell me things, right? It becomes almost like a therapy session and I'm not a licensed counselor. I am not a psychotherapist. But there is, and this, I, I take this very much, you know, seriously, there is a high level of trust because they tell me a lot more than we end up writing about, you know, and, and, you know, having that no like trust factor obviously is important in personal branding and thought leadership for them. But for me, you know, when they trust me enough to tell me things that maybe they haven't even told anybody else, or there's stuff that's like, you need to know this because this influences my perspective on this. Like, okay. You know, I, and I've had people say, oh my gosh, this is like therapy. You know? And they're not crying or anything, but it's just that like, wow, there's a, there's power in being able to have somebody just hear you. 
I, and listen. I, you know? I, I, I really, I cannot you get it. I'm sure. Anymore. It's, it's just, it's crazy. I'm just like, okay, basically, there's someone on the West Coast who, who who's going through the same exact things, just with a lot more experience than I have. But <laughs> let me, let me ask you this. Let's just be hypothetical. Actually, no, it's not entirely hypothetical. I asked you for help a while ago. I'm like, oh, I need to get my revenue up, you know, and then, and that was it. But if I came to you or any social media ghostwriter for that matter, and I was just like, okay, look, I just want help. I'm rough around the edges. Do I submit something to you and then you just go and redo it or red market and input your suggestions? Or do we have the conversation and you just write it? It's the latter. So we, we have a conversation. So as I mentioned, I think most of my clients are very verbally fluent. So it's a natural way for them to communicate with me is we, we have a phone call unless they're international, we do a zoom or something, but we have a conversation. I say, what's going on in your world? It's very organic. And we talk about that, or maybe they've thought about, you know, this came up this week, Amy, I was, you know, there's something with business, something with home, but that, you know, the kind of something where it strikes them and, and they often happen. My clients will text or email me in between our sessions. Cause it's like, Ooh, I think we should write about this. And it's always, we should write about this. You know, it's not, you do this for me. It's, we should write about this. So we have a conversation. Tell me what happened. And I'm like literally here with my pen and pad and I'm taking notes and I'm asking questions and, you know, it's like, okay, so I write it. That's part of the ghostwriting aspect of it. But I will tell you this, if I had a person come to me and say, you know, I can write, but I kind of need some polish, then I would refer them to an editor. I, I, you know, that's the thing. It's like, because could I? Yes. But am I in it? No. You know, and I know a great one who, who just, I, I send people to her all the time because the leaders I work with either don't have the bandwidth to write because it will just take them too long to kind of translate verbal to, or they don't have that writing acumen. You know, sometimes it's both, but if they have the writing acumen and they have the discipline and they're writing on their own anyway, but they're just like, ah, you know, I just need another set of eyes on this. You know, I'll send it, you know, say you should talk to you know, the editor, you know, send the, her way. You should talk to her. And, and I will decline that because it's like, you don't need to pay me my rates to do what you essentially already have done, you know? Or it's like, I just had a conversation with somebody uh, that we won't be working together um, because it was more about the client would be th the, the company, not an individual. And I said, you know, I work with individual leaders. It's not, you know, writing web copy or doing stuff, but here, here's the name of someone who I think would be great. But this gentleman um, had an internal writer, so a, a woman who had been doing some stuff, but he said, I don't know, you know, I, I don't, I'm not loving what she's doing, whatever. And so I said, well, here's the thing. You know, and he's like, is there, he says, is there a master class? Is there something I'm like, look, if you're concerned about costs, here's what you do first. Grammarly, right? Dot com is free. Use that. There is a premium version that is still $15 a month. That is a cost effective way that will catch, you know, if she's passive, you know, voice or run on sentences. And, and that's a good tool for her. Anyway, generally you do that. Or you step up to an editor, submit something, the editor redlines it send it back, you know, and do that. Or if you just, can somebody else write it? You know? <laughs> so like, I, I honestly, my goal when talking to somebody is to provide them with the best solution that works for them. Even if that means turning them away, because yep. I know, you know, what you put out into the world, the way you operate, the way you move through the world will always come back in spades. And, you know, like I said, you can either choose to 
operate on a higher plane and kind of help people out, even if it's like, you know, and I didn't do that. Or you can be a jerk and be like, oh yeah, well, I, you know, I'm going to charge you blah, 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 blah to do this. I just wouldn't do that. It doesn't align with who I am. And, and the way, you know, like I said, what you see is what you get. And I practice what I preach. And if I ever don't, I want someone to call me on it, you know, and say, well, you said this, whatever. So, you know, depending on the client, if they, if they have the writing chops, if they liked doing it, if they feel like it just, oh, I just, I want to feel confident. I would say run it through Grammarly or, you know, use an editor because that you you already have it, right? I think this is so (laughs) unbelievably important for leaders is to really contemplate do I want to learn how to increase my efficiency in this thing? Whether it's copywriting, whether it's video, whether it's mm-hmm. podcasting. I think that's why we operate in the way we do because we just realize there's far more people who will set out with great intention to learn and improve this skill. But you know what? You have a better shot you know, going from a B plus to like an A in something than trying to go from like a D to a B. You know, like just, it's just not worth it. And mm-hmm. and that's why these things are so important. This is, this is exactly what people talk about when they're like, invest in yourself. That doesn't mean go, go take a week off in Hawaii and just go do yoga every day and, and, and cleanse yourself. No, they mean farm out the things that you realize are actually and legitimately important, but that you are just not probably going to just develop the skill and really hone it in, especially if you're an expert elsewhere. So I want to talk about long copy or the length. And this is great because I was on your website and I'm like, all these questions I was going to ask her are right here. And I never like to ask questions that are answered, but that also says a lot about you because you're just giving all the right information. I haven't asked anything from here, which makes me happy, but (laughs) long thoughts, long content, you believe it should be packaged concisely, neatly. What are your suggestions for people looking to kind of elevate and write in, in just a way that has impact, which you said earlier, you know, influence or no impact. Yes. I mean, I think we could both agree that impact will lead to influence, you know, for right. sure. But, um, yes. but if I want to really kind of take it up a notch, so to speak, why does length matter so much? And what are maybe some ranges I should consider when it comes to what I want to write and where I want to write it? So I will say when I first started doing this, articles were much more important, higher up the food chain in relevancy and still having an article or two under your belt on your LinkedIn you know, profile kind of tucked away is not a bad thing, right? Because you can go deeper into an article. And I say article, like the ones I write for Forbes are five, seven, 900 words, maybe. So it's not the length of like a white paper. It's not that, right? But what's happened is, especially on LinkedIn, is this idea of shorter content. So the updates, the posts, which are 1300 characters, right? Which is about 200-ish words, whatever. And then you have to account for like hashtags and other things that you want in there. But that little quick snippet, you know, it, it just, and you don't have to use all 1300, but something written in such a way, if you can call down your idea and make it simple and easy to understand and not confusing, like, you know, because you're confused, you will lose people. They won't read. If it's too long and you don't get to the point, you know, you'll be like, wait, wait, I don't, I don't understand sort of thing. So, so mostly what I do for my ghostwriting clients right now is primarily the updates 
and occasionally an article. I have one client that I exclusively do articles for, but even those are, you know, there is one big idea and it's broken down into easily managed, you know, like chunks takeaways. So, I mean, a, a format for something like that would be the big idea and kind of, you know, if you say it's like a, um, like a how to, how to something and you have, you know, in the ABC, one, two, three, because people will remember that it's easy. Oh, plus if you give them actionable items, yep. you know, real world takeaways, people will be like, oh my God, Rich is genius. You know, it's like, and you're probably not, it's not necessarily new, but you're just making it easy for them. They're like, oh, okay. It's really, really, I, I've just seen as time has gone on that, you know, this whole thing, I mean, everyone's always talking about like deliver value, deliver value. And a lot of people do so, but you could tell they do it with trepidation. It's just kind of like, Here, here's some of it, but nothing will replace working with you. You know, so you're better off just kind of putting whatever you can. You and I have already talked about it since the beginning of the podcast that these are experts. These are people with years of experience. They're subject matter experts. So you are not doing anyone any favors hoarding the knowledge. So let me follow up to that last question though on the length. What should people be leaving out? You know, if I'm like, okay, and I do this all the time, by the way, Amy, I'm like, I'm like typing on my phone and I'm like 1297. Cause you know, then it starts to highlight on LinkedIn and it's like, oh, I'm running out of room. Now I have no room for hashtags. And mm-hmm. inevitably, mm-hmm. I mean, I go back and I'm like, I could pretty much cut half of this. And it's different for me every time. What do you think is dispensable? Uh, you know, so people out there who, who do want to take their copy a little bit more seriously and maybe aren't ready for Amy yet. Uh, what do you think they could do or what should they leave out? Leave out the, the filler. You know, if you are starting a post and it's not immediately apparent what this post is going to be covering, you probably should start the post two paragraphs in you know? <laughs> and lead with that action, lead with, you know, have that hook that immediately puts people in, you know, when it's the same thing when you're, you know, like a novel where it's, you don't want to kind of have this slow sort of, uh, you, you, they call it in media res where you, it's in the middle of the action. You want to immediately grab somebody's attention and, you know, so leave out that, leave out the filler. Well, I don't know. And maybe the, it's kind of the same things if somebody were talking and they said, um, or, you know, uh, like, uh, you know, those pauses, it, you know, that you would have verbally, it plays out the same way in a written form that, you know, somebody you read through your own thing and yeah. see when it actually really starts, mm. you know, cut out everything before that. And then when it starts, try from there and see. and. The other thing is when you, you stick to one clear takeaway, there is, you know, you can get really excited. I want to talk about all the things. Well, write five, it's better to write five different posts that are concise and each cover one topic than it is to try to jam it all into one because you won't get any sort of depth in any topic if you are trying to include five to you know, whatever, more than one. Yep. So, and, and if you're, if you want to be considered and you are a subject matter leader and you are a thought leader, you can't really demonstrate that wisdom and leadership when you are either all over the place or way too surface. That yep. at the end of reading something, if people actually give you that time and attention to continue reading, to see, well, where is this going? <laughs> is this, does this have a point? You know, you'll, if they're left like, scratching their heads or whatever, guess what? Next time they probably won't stop and read your stuff because I'm like, you know, 100%. one, they don't know what you stand for, what matters most to you. 
Two, you're all over the place. And three, it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's way too much competition. You know, there's way too much, too many other shiny objects and other posts and other articles and videos out there that will grab their attention. Keep in mind who you are speaking to, right? So again, it's not about trying to, uh, you know, I want to be an influencer, attract the masses. You know, there, we all know there are folks that have bajillion followers and they put out content regularly, but it's like, what? <laughs> oh yeah, and it says nothing about their leadership style or their what they do. You're, I mean, there are folks out there. That I'm like, what does he do or what does she? I don't yeah. really know. I mean, that doesn't mean they have the skill set of what you need. We're aligned in that way. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it, it leads me to my last question. Well, I have two. The last one I'll ask where people can find you. But mm-hmm. uh, my my second to last question is this: I believe, and I always advise my clients to for the videos we make and all these things, there is a level of redundancy that needs to exist. And it's not because you've ran out of things to say. I, I know people all the time who say to me, yeah, I saw, you know, um, you got to meet Gary Vee and all this cool stuff. Like, he's cool, but like, he says the same thing all the time. I'm like, yes, like it all boils down to the same things every time. And you know what? You can't imagine that everyone saw that one post on patience or self-awareness. That's why it comes out over and over. Do you believe the same thing exists in terms of writing? Absolutely. And I, I do this to myself as well. I will repurpose content and I encourage my clients to do this. So, you know, I'll write a Forbes article, right? And it has some great ideas and whatever. And then I will repurpose that into a short update with a visual I uh, will, you know, or it's like you have a sound, but, you know, depending on the medium you're working with, if you have video, you can take a little clip, you can make it an audio clip, you know, all these things. It's like you have sort of that master long form content. I, I, it's just about being, you know, smart. So repurpose the content because one, yes, people may have missed it the first time around, but two, people consume in different ways as well. Some people are much more visual. Some people are, you know, they, they want to see, it's like, oh, I see it's a picture I, that registers with them that if you can represent it in that way and that's how they learn and that's how they consume information. Great. You've got, and I have people that are like, I love your info. I love this. You know, I'm a writer, I'm not a designer, but I do this and people are like, yeah, I get it. And then the ones that prefer a long form content, an article they read through, they're like, oh, I love that. And they love the depth and whatever. And the ones that want the kind of quick hit takeaway that, that they read it, they're like, yeah, I get that. You know, so if people, you, you can hit them up multiple times with the same ideas and the same content. It's not cheating. It's about that consistency and the discipline to keep showing up and keep in that wheelhouse, right? That you show that and you can come at it from different directions. And ultimately, people will, they'll go like, oh, and, and sometimes it doesn't even register. I, I doubt that there's anybody out there will say to you, Rich, or to me, they'll be like, gosh, you know, I, I, you said the same thing seven times. I caught all of them. Well, great. If you did, that's amazing. You're paying yeah, attention. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Gold star for you. Yeah. But, but you know, it's, it's that idea that, you know, people will consume it differently at different times. You don't know who's going to see the feed at that point. You know, and, and it's okay to post on, and I love LinkedIn, but it's okay to post on different social media platforms as well. And you should try that. You should experiment to see what works best. And wherever your audience, your intended audience resides is the natural place for you to start and to show up. They already live there. They're already there you know, make it easy for them. I, I, I could not agree more. That's like an entire podcast in itself. Thank you so, so much, Amy. 
I, like I said, last question, where can people find you if they're interested in working with you or just consuming some of your content, which she has videos too. And on her I website, do. by the way, I always love when I see a video on the feed, but um, yes, where can people find you if they want to just uh, see, see a little bit more about you? Sure. So um, they can visit my website, which is amyblashka.com. And I'm sure which will have in the show notes how to fish how to spell my last yep. name, which yep. is always tricky. <laughs> but if you don't know, you can go to my LinkedIn profile and listen and I will tell you how to spell it. I'm also obviously on LinkedIn. I have a lot of content there. It's sort of my bread and butter platform. Um, yes, I have videos too, Rich there. I have updates. I have articles. I have documents. I've got a whole shebang there. I'm on Twitter as Amy Blaschka, also on Instagram, same as uh, as Amy Blaschka. And uh, you can check out my Forbes articles too. I'm a leadership and careers contributor there on Forbes. And I just literally today begins my third year as a contributor for Forbes. Yes. Well, congratulations on that. And there, if you guys had any doubt whatsoever that I wasn't talking to an absolute bonafide expert, there you have it. So thank you, Amy, so, so much and we will talk soon. All right, everyone. Thank you so, so much for listening to that episode. As always, if you liked it, if you got anything from it, I would so unbelievably appreciate you leaving a review and a rating. That is what helps this podcast continue to ascend and reach more people. Now, if you want to reach out to Amy, uh, you can go to amyblashka.com. Her address is in the show notes and check her out on LinkedIn. Start a conversation with her. Find her on Instagram. Find her on Twitter. Have a conversation. So thank you very much and definitely let her know if you enjoyed her podcast. She would love it. Take care.